Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 10 and read down through to 14. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor. Let's say the whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the trickery of the devil. For we do not, let's say together, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, let's say it together, therefore, take up, the he- take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Standing, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to talk this morning about this breastplate of righteousness. Does anybody remember what we talked about last week? The belt. Remember my broken belt and my airplane story? (laughs) Well, I'm not telling it again. You'll have to go back and watch the service. (laughs) Father, we love you and we thank you for your word that is forever settled in heaven. I pray, Heavenly Father, you take this word and you put it in our hearts. You set it in our spirits. You anoint this vessel of clay and hide it behind the shadow of the cross. And Father, you will do a work that only you can do. And for it, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said, this breastplate of righteousness, Paul was very clear when he talked about this breastplate we are to put on, and he was very clear in the reality that you and I are fighting battles. If you and I think, and sometimes we'll hear these preachers, and I won't mention any names, but sometimes you'll hear these preachers get on TV And they declare that you should be a millionaire and that you should never have a bad day and you should never have a battle. That's a false gospel. There is a battle that is to be fought. I'm telling you, my friends, this morning that if this battle was worth fighting, that's why Jesus Christ put himself on the cross and died on that cross and shed his blood and came back to life again and poured out a spirit so you and I can be victorious in the battles that you and I face. Amen? And I understand that the human carnal nature is that we don't want bad times and we don't want bad moments and we don't want battles in general. But I assure you that the adversary of your soul, the devil, and his imps, the falling angels, are after the very soul of the church. They're after keeping the damned damned and the church gloomy and doomy. Amen? But we got good news this morning. We have victory in the blood of Jesus. We have victory in the word of God. We have victory in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I'm telling somebody today is as there was a shift in the province in the last 24 hours, there's a shift in the spirit that the people of God got to learn to stand and stand strong and realize the adversary, the accuser of the brethren the father of lies is after your very heart and soul and your attention but we have armor to put on amen so he said put on this breastplate of righteousness and i got myself a breastplate 
Barney's got me all foot fixed up here. <laughs> Breastplate of righteousness. He said, put it on. Put it on. He didn't say this was an option. He didn't say this was, hey, this is a good idea. He didn't say this is a, a suggestion. He said, put it on. If you want to win some battles, you got to put it on. And here's what I said last week when we were sort of landing the plane and settling up the service last week. Too many times religion puts on. And I made this statement and I said this, we are not acting Christians, we are Christians. We hear this statement once in a while, act like a Christian. No, I'm not going to act like a Christian. I am one. Amen? I am a Christian. That's what my DNA says. That's what my bloodline says. That's what my heritage says. That's what my eternity says. I am a Christian. I'm not acting. I am. I'm not trying. I am. And I will put on the breastplate of righteousness. So what does righteousness mean? It means right standing with God. Amen? Now think about it this morning is if I'm going to be in right standing with God and all I've got to do, what about the rest? What about the rest of this stuff? We're going to talk about it this morning. This breastplate of righteousness that we have to put on. Psalms 106 verse 3 says it like this. How blessed are those who keep justice, who practice righteousness at all times. I'm in good standing with God at all times. I'm not a part-time believer. I am a full-time believer. Amen? I'm not a part-time follower of Christ. I am a full-time follower of Christ. And understand this. When you make up your mind, if you're taking notes, and say this, I am covered. Let's say it together. I am covered. You see, this breastplate, what it was put on the Roman soldier for was his vital organs, mainly the heart. Righteousness covers the heart, just like this shield covered the heart of the Roman soldier. You and I need covering. We have to cover one another with love and prayer and togetherness. We have to cover one another with the word of God. We have to cover our families with prayer and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's important that you and I make up our mind. I am going to make sure that 24-7 my heart's covered. Amen? Isn't it a good feeling when you call your insurance company and you got a claim and they say, don't worry about it, we got you covered. I heard one broker say amen. <laughs> However, the, 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 no, I'm not going there. <laughs> Y'all with me? The heart's huge because Matthew 12 and 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The scripture has a lot to say about the heart. And reality is this, is that is we put on the covering. We put on that coverage. And what's interesting about it is this, is that when the Roman soldier put this on, there was loops around it that were connected to his belt. And if those loops gave out, the shield fell off. You can't have one without the other. We need truth and we need our heart right at the same time. You with me? I need it all working together in perfect harmony and in one accord and in one purpose. I have to have my heart covered. Why is that so important? I said it last week, but I'll say it again this week. The devil's not after your bank account. He's not after you getting a flat tire, but he is after your heart. 
He is after the heart of the church. That during these crazy times that we found this plan in, what does he want the church to do? He wants the church acting like the world. What's going on in the world? Have you ever seen such polarization? Have you ever seen such frustration and such disunity and pulling and tugging? He wants the same thing going on in the church. But folks, we have a covering. Amen? You and I are covered. Our hearts are covered. And so it is we find that this righteousness, as we get digging through Scripture, is all paid for. Why must I trust in the righteousness of God? Because your righteousness and mine is like filthy rags. Isaiah 64 and 6 says it like this. But we are all like an unclean thing. That'll edify you. Our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Well, isn't that just encouraging word of the Lord this morning? Amen. The reality is this. What, this, what the prophet was saying, if you try it on your own, you'll fall flat on your face. But you trust in the Lord and the power of his might and go after him and be a God seeker, you win the battles every day. Amen. Matthew 6 and 33, seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. What will we seek? We will seek after his righteousness. Amen? I'm going to go after him. Psalms 91, it says it like this. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to go after him during this season. I'm going to seek after him during this season. I'm going to pursue after him during this season. What are you going after I'm going after God amen I'm going after God why must we go after such things again we've got to protect my heart amen I got to protect this heart of mine you see it's important to pursue these things Proverbs 8 and 20 I walk in righteousness and paths of justice Psalms 23 and 3 he restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake may I ask you a question and ask yourself this question what are you chasing after you see this season of time that you and I have found ourselves in. It's easy to chase after confusion, isn't it? Fear, worry. What's the next thing? We just get a little calm. We get a little break. And we're saying, what's next? I have never been asked that so many times as I have in the last five days. What's next? You know, my reply is, a move of God is next. Salvation is next. A move of the hand of God over the church is what's next. I choose to focus on the things of God, not the things of the earth. Amen? You and I must be careful as we move forward this morning. You see, because the adversary, he wants your heart exposed. This is where I want to take my time and be careful as we move forward here this morning. But the adversary wants your heart exposed for injury. How so? i just give you a few this morning. If he can get us careless... 1 Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, mindful. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. See, Joel, this is awful fear-mongering sermon. I'm telling you the truth. 
that the church cannot afford to be careless and sit back as if nothing's going on on the spirit realm. Meanwhile, we're praying for salvation and deliverance and drug addicts to be free and cancers to be gone. Meanwhile, there is a spirit realm and the devil is doing everything he can to get the church's mind off of the spirit realm. Carelessness. Number two this morning is unbelief. If he can get you doubting in your spirit. Hebrews 3 and 12. Take care, brothers, lest there be any one of you, be any of you in evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. Be careful, brothers. Be careful, church family, because unbelief can creep in. What happens when unbelief creeps in? God can't move. And my spirit is saying, when we put this on, let us be careful that unbelief does not creep in and things begin to happen and doubt enters into the heart. The next one that I believe we need to share this morning is the abuse of God's grace. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. What shall we then say? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? Ouch. I'm not in the business of abusing grace. What that scripture is saying, and here is the temptation that's on the church right now, is again, the adversary doesn't care if we go to church. He doesn't care if we sing songs. But what he is against is conviction when we worship, and he's against conviction in the heart of the believer when we sing and preach the gospel. Ouch. We don't hear preaching like this anymore. We hear patty cake stuff a lot of times. But when the old timers, our forefathers, get up and preach the truth, they preach this stuff because God's grace and God's blessing, yes, it's free, it is paid for, but it is not to be taken for granted. Amen? Therefore, I truly will repent. I truly will turn the 180 and go the other way. And the other trip, the other trap is disobedience. 1 John 3 and 4, everyone who practices of sinning also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. He comes along. He says, it doesn't matter. You can think that way. You can get upset all you want. You can get wound up all you want. And probably the biggest one is this. Boy, it's just quiet here this morning. The enemy comes along and sets up a trap, and he says this, it's okay to tolerate sin by way of refusing to forgive. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. When you forgive this man, I have forgiven him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit. So that Satan, check it out, will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. He comes along and says, it's okay to have those feelings towards this one or that one. It's okay to get all wound up and not even bother forgiving them. Just, just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. But the enemy all along is saying, you know what? He's just trying to take this breastplate off of us. He's trying to expose our heart. He's trying to get at us because if he can get our hearts, he'll plan even more schemes. 
and there's a constant tug of war. And Paul said, you got to put on this breastplate of righteousness. So let's say it together. Keep it on. You know, when we were raising kids, mostly the, the little ones, and um, they, it's 40 below, and they don't think they need a coat. And they run outside, and the parent goes, keep your coat on. You want to catch death ammonia. Back when I was a kid, every infirmity that ever was had the name Deathmonia. Mom was watching, so I'll probably get a phone call, or Bonnie will. <laughs> Got to keep it on. It won't be Deathmonia. The enemy comes to seek, kill, and destroy. But I got good news for you, is that the living God has a protection around us. As we put this on, the enemy comes along, like I said earlier, and he tries to devour, and he tries to destroy, and he tries to mess up. He tries to do all kinds of crazy things. And all I've got to do is put this on. 2 Corinthians 10 and 15, I gave this to you last week, but it's worth the repeat. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The enemy comes along and says, I'm going to pick on Jody today, and I've got a choice to make. Oh, poor me. Oh, poor my. Or I can say, no, no, no. When I get up this morning, I put my clothes on. I put my belt on. I'm clothed in Christ. I am worn in Christ. I am robed in his love. And I'm covered. And the enemy comes along. And here's what he doesn't want the believer to see or to know or understand. Now, these guys do not know I'm about to do this. They don't know that there's going to be a little bit of an illustration. But I need the help of Carlos and Connor. And I saw Dwayne. Dwayne, where's Dwayne? Dwayne, Dwayne. Dwayne, I need your help, buddy. The Bible says a couple things about our protection. You with me so far? All right. First of all, Paul says we're going to stand. But the Bible also says that the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear and love him. So everywhere I go, I got an angel. Oh, on over, lads, on over. I got angels all around me. Halos, a whole nine, I can see it now. <laughs> Get gray hair. Is that old light bouncing off your head? The enemy comes along and he tries to devour. He tries to seek you out. And so what he wants you and I to see is the natural. Oh, my, the world's gone to hell in a handbasket. Oh, my, what's coming down the pipe next? Oh, my, taxes are going up. Inflation is going up. My bank account is going down. Oh, my, my health is in trouble. My health is at risk. Oh, my, my kids, I can't believe I'm raising kids in this kind of generation. And all these things the enemy wants the church to see. He doesn't want to see anything else. We get thinking, my, my, will we ever have revival? Will we ever see a move of God ever again? 
again. Will we ever see our kids saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit? And will we ever see them living for a holy God? Will we see the drug addicts ever come in? Will we ever saw what we did years ago when you went into a prayer meeting on a Saturday night and the building was just shaken? Will we ever see any of these things again? And the devil gets saying, you won't see that. Those days are gone. That's in the past. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to get at you. He doesn't want you and I seeing what's going on in the spirit realm. But God has the best insurance policy you could ever ask for. He's got you covered. Amen? So the enemy comes in. The enemy comes in. Christian, I'm going to need your help, all right? The enemy comes in. You're going to be the old bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The enemy comes in, and he's going back and forth. But the angel of the Lord encampeth around them. That's right, angel. You got it going on. And so I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my job. I'm doing my work. I'm raising my family. And the enemy comes in. But I got angels protecting me. I got it going on. I'm covered by the blood. I'm covered by the power of the Lamb. I'm covered and I'm protected. Amen. He's trying to get in. He's trying to get in. And here's the win. Here's the win. Is when we take our eyes off of the prize. And we take our eyes and we start saying, you know what? If I don't do this, I'm going to be in trouble. And if I don't do that, I'm going to be bad. And if I don't do something else, I'm just going to lose this battle. And we take our eyes off of the protection. We take our eyes off the covering. And we start doing the battle on ourselves. And here's what happens. When we start believing that we're going to win these battles on ourselves, what we're saying is this, angel, please take a seat. Angel, please take a seat. Angel, please take a seat, but don't go too far away. Now, it's just me and Goliath. I'm doing it all on my own. See, he won't even beat me up. I'm covered. Head, headlock or anything, I don't care. Because here's what happens. The enemy comes along, and I've done it all on my own. And I've done it in the name of religion. You with me so far? And he'll carry me around and he'll give me a new one and he'll beat me around and he'll thrash me around all week long. And he could too. A big boy right there, raised on a farm. But you know what? Ha, ha, ha. But the child of God right now, in this season right now, you need to understand you have a covering that the angel of the Lord encampeth around about you that fear and love him. You have an angelic covering around you. The scripture says that you are sealed by the spirit of the living God. So you get angels around you and you are sealed by the spirit of the living God. You are covered in the blood and you've got the word of the living God. You have a covering. It is time for the church to stop putting on and acting and be the real deal. You will win battles that you never thought you'd ever win. You're going to see healings you never saw. You're going to see salvations of children and kids and teenagers alike. You're going to see them come in because the church is saying, you know what? I'm putting on. I'm putting on the righteousness. I'm getting in right standing with God today. That's where I'm going to be. I know I've got angels around about me. And they're watching over my spiritual welfare. And they're watching over my household. And I've got the blood of Jesus covering me. And nothing goes against or over or through the blood of Jesus. I will 
stand strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm sealed. I'm preserved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you what? You know what? Nothing, nothing shall stand against us. Nothing can come against us because I've got a covering. So Satan, if you go after my family and after my kids, it's not me you're fighting. It's the angelic host of heaven. It's the God of heaven. And God will we serve. So I say today, choose you this day whom you will serve. I'm telling somebody today, this is not just cookie cutter operation. I'm telling somebody today, this is not just a little Bible lesson and five songs and we go home and make ourselves feel good. It's time for the Word of God to get inside of our hearts, inside of our heads, and stand firm and stand strong and take God at His Word and say, you know what? I'm going to put on. I'm putting on God today. I'm wearing the robe of righteousness today. I'm standing and believing. And my mind is made up. Hebrews 12 and 2 says it this way looking unto Jesus the founder and the perfecter of our faith who also for the joy was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and Satan sitting at the right hand of the father I'm telling someone today that we have to keep looking up you have to keep looking up to Jesus Christ today if you look around you and if you look at the media and if you look at the bad news and the sad news you will be doomy and gloomy but keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and put him on there's a reason Paul did this in chapter 6 not chapter 1 because when you know who you are and whose you are when you know that you are holy and without blame when you know that you're sitting in heavenly places you say, man, I get confused. I read that book, and one time it's telling me to sit. Next time it's telling me to walk. Next time it's telling me to stand. I'm telling somebody today, you got to learn how to sit in his love in order to stand in his power. Amen. And I'm telling somebody today, stop fighting those battles on your own. Battles of anxiety and depression and worry and frustration and unforgiveness and things of the past. You can't do it on your own. As we all stand together this morning. When Jesus was starting out in his ministry... Bible says he was on a fast. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit led him out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I said, wow, what a lovely assignment. I'm glad that wasn't my first assignment in Bible school. But what did Jesus do? He said, man cannot live by bread alone by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Church, I can't say this enough. I can't declare this enough. I can't preach it enough. And it bears repeating every time we get together. Get in this word. Stay in this word. Study this word. Get this word in your head and your heart that you may not sin against him. 
and say, you know what? I'm going to go after him as a deer panteth after the water brook. My heart panteth after you, oh God. I'm going to go after you, and I'm going to get into your word. If you think the last 36 to 48 months was a battle, I'm telling somebody right now, this is not fear-mongering, I'm telling you the truth, that that was a walk in the park versus what's coming down the pipe. And the only way we will remain victorious and strong and winning battle after battle after battle and keep the unity of the faith is everything I just said. The whole church, not a few of us, but the whole church is put on that armor of God. So you don't know my story. I don't, but I know his story for you. You don't know how bad I've been. You don't know the wrong things I've done. No, I don't, but I know his love for you. And I'm going to open up this altar today. And for somebody, it's your first time. It's your first step. It's your first move towards God. That you're tired of doing this journey all on your own and by yourself. And today is your last day of doing life alone. Moving forward, it is you and God. It's you and God. Maybe you're online today tuning in, but it's you and God. For somebody else, you've been on the journey for a long time, but you feel like you're fighting the battle on your own. God says today, put the armor on. Put it on. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. For somebody, you just need to pray this prayer. God, would you help me see? Would you help me know? Would you help me understand? Even if it's on behalf of my children and my neighbors and my colleagues and my employees, Father, that they will see your love. They will see your grace. They will see your forgiveness. They will see your mercy. They will see your power. our eyes today that we may see you in your words there will be revelation there will be illumination there will be understanding today that everybody in the sound of this voice would understand that God's got your back God's got your heart God has your best interests going on He's got the very hair of your head numbered. And his shadow of love is over you. And his banner of love covers you. Hide now. Structure now. Your heart after him. Go after him now. Seek after him now. Pursue him now. Look unto him now, somebody. Look unto Jesus Christ, church. The author and the finisher. Stop looking to fear and worry and cynicism. Stop looking to the left and looking to the right. But look up. Look up. Look up. Look up. Your redemption. It draws nigh. So many times the Israelites were in the corner facing a, facing a battle. 
what looked like to be the end. But then God opened up their eyes and they saw the host of the heavenlies, the armies of God fighting on behalf of Israel. Church, we're not alone. We never have been alone. We never have been. Somebody today, you come here for this one reason, just to get victory. Just to win these battles of doubt and unbelief and fear and worry. And I bind that in Jesus' name. Because God says, you're mine. You're mine. And you're the apple of my eye. We're just going to begin to worship, prepare our hearts, because I believe God's going to reach out to his people today. And people are going to be set free from fear and worry. And understand, your place in God is a place of power and love and sound mind. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.